Okay, Stacy. Okay, Aaron. I have a surprise for you. God damn! I'm so excited. <laughs> we got mail in the P.O. box. Yes. And I believe that it is from our good friend, Armand. Uh-huh. Only on account of the last name on there. But <laughs> fucking all over it is I'm some so cryptic-ass writing that says, Open on Air. So it's happening. <laughs> and it says, Fragile Handle with Care all over it. And it's really light. And we're going to open it, and I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, so first of all, uh-huh. before I knew it was Armand, uh-huh. I was like, for sure there's anthrax in that box. Absolutely. Brandon was like, it's a bomb. And I was like, it's not heavy enough for a bomb, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rice cooker bomb, for sure. <laughs> if we dismantle it, we can get a rice cooker out of the deal. <laughs> right? Some extra bolts. <laughs> there's not even any grease stains on the box. We're fine. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. It's a box with a gun and a string, so that when oh. you open it, it's going to shoot you yeah i wouldn't be that dumb like what is this a gun let me pull it out directly at my face <laughs> you know i thought it was like if she, you know in that story it was forget, yeah it was a, like she, she pulled the opened box down. it but how would they know which way she was facing and how would she like, like open on this box. end open here <laughs> what if it said that that's not suspicious <laughs> don't do it does this Just say that i was just there? gonna ask because <laughs> i'm not doing it what the fuck is armand up to <laughs> okay but since i know it's armand and that it's light uh-huh i'm so excited right now you felt it right i did i shook it downstairs yeah i didn't shake it, it hard fragile I, know, I didn't <laughs> shake it hard wait but before you open it i have a theory okay I'm i ready. think it's gonna be butterflies <laughs> It's not fluttering. <laughs> I don't know how you ship butterflies, but how fucking awesome would that be? If uh, you just opened it and there's just butterflies. I actually do know how you ship butterflies. How? In a refrigerated box, and then you have to warm them up a couple hours before they oh. uh, are going to flutter and stuff. And this is not a refrigerated box. Okay, so that ruins my theory. It's yeah. not a butterfly. Box. Also, why would Armand be sending us butterflies? Because <laughs> Armand knows us. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to brighten their day. <laughs> oh my God, drum roll. I don't know if this thing is going to work. Oh, Lord Jesus. Ow. Okay, it is. She's using an unqualified <laughs> device to open this box. This is definitely not a knife. It's a paint <laughs> spatula. How's it going over there? I'm so excited. I'm struggling. Armand, <laughs> you're the best. Armand, you really taped this bitch together. You should not be pulling that sharp object towards your gut. I'm pushing it, as a matter of fact. <laughs> now I'm pulling it. <laughs> It's oh not that sharp. It's pretty flimsy, too. I don't Armand, you should have just come over and open this goddamn box for us. <laughs> Seriously, I could text Brandon for a knife, but... That's too far. That's yeah. too much I'm work. I'm almost done. I've yeah. committed. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, my God. <gasps> okay, so far, there's some brown paper. <laughs> I am so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. It's probably anthrax. <gasps> what is it? <laughs> it's something I don't want my fingerprints on. <laughs> what? It's a knife! <laughs> it's a 3D printed knife that says ISGD on it. <gasps> oh my god, that's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. It's always good to have another set of fingerprints on a knife, huh, Armand? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That is fucking legit. You needed that to open this box. Yeah, fucking right? <laughs> Wait a minute, does he have a 3D printer? I guess, I'm pretty <gasps> sure this is 3D printer. Can I put my fingerprints on it? Yeah, come Kay. here. Oh my goodness, it's not very sharp. Oh, good. And it's red, just to paint a picture for everyone. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure I could still stab a person, though. Yeah, for sure. You should take this to the P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it in my boot. 
be our new boot knife. Oh my god! Armand, you're the best. Around. Let me get to my mic. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking amazing. It How has a serrated top. <laughs> okay, it goes on the pod wall. Yeah, it does. Goes on the pod wall in our pod room. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> can you please keep it in your boot like when we go out drinking dude you could probably this I, is, I know sharp. it's pointy at least it'll at least give you a paper fucking cut oh absolutely like one of those plastic paper cuts Ooh, yeah those are the worst <laughs> i like the hilt on it too it's very balanced <laughs> she's balancing it like I'm a trying. goddamn samurai sword <laughs> this is the coolest thing i've ever seen armand that's amazing you're, you're the so fucking talented. best <laughs> we gotta take a picture and put it on our website so everybody can see what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, we will. He didn't put a note or anything. So if we didn't know who that was from, if I <laughs> hadn't guessed. Yeah, that would have uh, been kind of terrifying. We still would have been fucking pumped. I would have still been Probably really took it ex- like a threat. <laughs> I wouldn't have touched as much as I did. <laughs> as much as I did. <laughs> I got real nervous when I said that. <laughs> Armand, you're fucking amazing. All right, Stacy. Yes, Aaron. Let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Welcome to episode 34. Nailed it. Crushed <laughs> it. Of I said goddamn. You got any goddams for me this week? I got you a goddamn. Oh, good. Okay, so my goddamn this week. Mm-hmm. I was driving home from work, and as I've mentioned before, I have a really long commute, and I was deep into a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. you know how, like, you get deep into shit? Mm-hmm. I was deep into shit. And Lee had called me, and I was like, <laughs> some bitch. I have to answer Why this. Why does the love of my life feel the need <laughs> to converse with me while yeah. I'm listening about murder? So I answer the phone call, and we, like, triangulate our locations because he gets <laughs> off an hour after me, and still we have to call to be like, who's going to pick up the kid? Who's closer? Oh, my God. Because my traffic is so bad. So we were doing that thing, and he was like, I'm going to get the kid. Why don't you go home and you start dinner? Whatever. That's our plan, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you fucking got it, Tuts. You're the best, because I was almost home, so I was excited. So mm-hmm. I continue my podcast, and then all of a sudden, I'm at the babysitter's house. Oh, some bitch. And there's a car parked where I normally park, and I didn't recognize it as any of the other parents' cars. <laughs> because it was your husband's car? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> And it didn't register that it was my husband's car because I literally lost. I blacked out. I don't remember driving to her house. I was just there and there was a car and I was like, motherfucker. And now I got to park in the street. And so I parked on the street and I'm walking up and somebody's coming out of the house and I didn't have my glasses on. I had my sunnies on. Oh my God. It's bright as fuck. And someone was coming out of the house holding my kid. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then it's Lee. And he looks at me surprised. Like, what are you doing here? And just I was making sure you're getting him. Bye. All I said was, God damn it. <laughs> seriously i fucking how did that happen and then the daycare lady and her husband were at the door and they're really good friends of ours and they started laughing so hard (laughs) and they're like oh hey like what are you doing here and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe i did that i just blacked out for like 15 minutes and i ended up here and lee was like all right well you take him like i'll like he'll ride back in the car with me and then we drove back home and everything yeah but as i was loading my son up in the car because lee had taken off the daycare lady's husband had stepped outside because he was leaving too and this had been like two minutes after the whole ordeal right and yeah. he goes i just want to let you know that's the best thing that has happened all day long <laughs> and all night long i was like i can't believe that i literally blacked out and just drove there like i'm losing yeah. my goddamn mind at least it wasn't like five minutes later 
and your kid was gone. Oh, yeah. And you go up to the door like, uh, where's my child? It's like the universe perfectly aligned. And then Lee would have got home and been like, where's my wife? Yeah, exactly. It's like the universe perfectly aligned to play this fucking joke on me. Like, so Mitch. Come on. All right, Aaron, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamns are, I have two, yes. I heard the S at the end of that. I was yeah. like, motherfucker, again? Um, You're always plural. overachieving. Or none at overachieving. all. Overachieving. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you make up for it on these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they're both very short and kind of just ridiculous. So <laughs> the first one actually has to do with you and Armon. Uh-huh. Uh, I was texting both of you. It doesn't really have to do with you, but you were involved. I feel like it's all about me now. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do now? <laughs> I was texting you both at work on our little group chat thing, uh-huh. and I was listening to a podcast. So I had my headphones in, and my phone, I was doing something out in the warehouse, so I was like on my phone, and then I would put it on the table, uh-huh. and I was also cutting something oh my with God. an X-Acto blade, uh-huh. and so I'm just like cruising along, doing my thing, and my phone's on the table, and my headphone wire is just fucking everywhere, because uh-huh. I don't have airpods because i am poor yep so (laughs) then i fucking cut my goddamn headphones no did it make a weird sound actually i didn't have anything playing on them at the time and so it turned on my podcast (laughs) that's weird yeah so they still work and i put electric tape around it and it only cut like halfway through because i realized and i was like oh my god oh my god yeah (laughs) so that happened that's number one uh, number two is Brandon has gotten really into golf lately. Uh-huh. And I have told him a thousand fucking times not to do the shit in the house because he's, like, just practicing my swing. Don't and I'm like, we have chandeliers and shit. <laughs> like, they're not nice. I know it sounds nice, but, but they're still, not nice. Yeah. But it's a hanging fucking glass light, right? <laughs> like, don't swing a golf club around. And he's like, um, I'm careful. Ugh. Like, it's fine. And, like, you're stupid. Is, like, practicing his swing inside? Yes. You have a toddler. <laughs> Well, it's when the toddler isn't around or is in bed or... Is well, you have two cats and two dogs. How about that? <sighs> and chandeliers. <laughs> and chandeliers. I don't know, man. I've told him numerous times not to fuck with his golf stuff in the house. So then I get home one day and uh-huh. he's like, um... I was practicing my swing in the house and <laughs> something happened and I was like, what did you do? And he's like, you'll see it eventually. And I was like, what did you break? Like oh, what fucking no. happened? So then I'm looking around the house and I'm like, okay, well, what was it? Like, is it something old? Was it something new? Like, yeah. is it something is it sentimental? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, I was like, is it something borrowed? Like, let's just go through the whole old new borrowed blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's kind of borrowed. And I was like, is it the house? Cause <laughs> we don't own this house. <laughs> I'm like, is it the house? Cause we borrowed the house did you fuck up the house (laughs) and he's like well maybe kind of and he's like you'll see it eventually there's a goddamn golf ball size hole in my wall (gasps) oh yeah he was hitting the golf ball okay so he was like oh it was just swinging over here and and the golf ball was there and i was just like swinging and swinging and swinging and then like i don't know it hit it well yeah. So he was hitting. So he fucking hit a golf ball in the house and it went through the wall. It like, <laughs> there's a golf ball size hole in our wall. Oh my God. You have to show me that after this. I will. And he's like, well, I'm really good at patching them, which is true because he fucking puts holes in all of our goddamn walls. <laughs> I don't know. I've never known so a person who's put more holes in the wall. Oh my God. So he is really good at patching them. But are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. He's like a second child. He is like a second all child. All husbands are. Yeah. And then when he was like explaining to me what he did and I was like, can you just stop? Like stop doing the stuff in the house. He's like, let me show you exactly, right? Because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So then he has his 
driver oh and he's like fucking swinging it and he's like you know it's like this and you got to twist your arm like this and he had a fucking picture behind him <laughs> oh that's God. like oldest shit of my dad when he was in a band and i'm like did you just fucking break that because i swear to god like <laughs> i will stab you with my isgd knife <laughs> right i was so frustrated and now it's like a hard rule that he's not allowed to play with any of those things in the house is he going to listen though i don't i doubt it no i'm probably gonna end up with more he's like oh, i don't i didn't know it would go that hard like why would it go that hard i'm like because it's a fucking golf ball in a driver like it's yeah, meant to that's do what that. it does yeah that is literally it drives point. the ball <laughs> so now i have motherfuck i live in a goddamn white trash house (laughs) welcome to the club yeah (laughs) and it's like in a obvious wall oh my god i can't believe i missed it then yeah you were standing near it actually and i was like don't say anything don't say anything Ah, because it's my goddamn yeah (laughs) well goddamn yeah goddamn husbands Mm mm-hmm all right, Stacy, you ready for my story? I'm ready for your story. Okay. My case is actually a listener case or a Ooh. listener suggestion. I love these. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because I have n- always have never heard of them. I always have never heard of them as well. <laughs> so this is from Ernesto from Twitter. Yay. Get it, Ernesto. He recommended Israel Keys. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. He was an American serial killer. Who Ooh. I have never heard of. That's interesting. There's yeah. a lot of fucking serial killers, so I'm not that surprised. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know, man. This one was spooky. It got me. Ooh, I'm excited. So, he was born January 7th in 1978 in Richmond, Utah. Huh. He was homeschooled and raised in a Mormon family. Okay. So, you know, serial classic. Killer. Yeah. <laughs> His That's fa- so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so, serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> At least a little odd. Yeah. (laughs) His family moved to Colville, Washington, and their neighbor and good family friend was a guy named Chevy Kehoe. Uh Uh-huh. Like Chevy Chase? Yeah, I think it's like Chevy Chase, but it's I-E, which is weird. Oh. A little bit of a side note on Chevy. Uh Uh-huh. He kidnapped, tortured, and murdered three people in 1996. Uh What? (laughs) Yeah. Really good family friend to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just Chevy. Oh, good old Chevy. So... (laughs) It has nothing to do with this case, or maybe it does. Who knows, right? Oh, I like Um, where you're taking this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it has nothing to do with this case, but maybe the fact that he knew this guy growing up was... Helped influence his behavior later in life. Exactly. (laughs) So the people that he killed, just as a side note, because you can't just say that he killed people and not be like... Yeah, we need to know. We need to know something. People that he killed were William Mueller and his wife and stepdaughter. Oh my God, a family? Yeah. Jesus Christ. The best that I could tell it was because he was a gun dealer. And Chevy and his brother originally robbed William's house and then returned later when the family was home and murdered them all. (gasps) Why? Yeah. So with his own guns? Probably. Oh, my God. Chevy was then arrested in his home in Washington in 1997. That's some fucking fucked up shit yeah because listen you already got the shit you robbed the house you got the guns yeah then you go back why be an asshole why yeah so that's the only side note about the neighbor there (laughs) but i felt it was worth mentioning all right chevy israel's family also occasionally attended a church known as the ark that preached a white supremacist ideology oh good yeah oh good a real winner oh lord jesus Mm -hmm. so this guy's all set up for being like fucked up right it's the wrong kind of it's the wrong kind of church (laughs) yeah It's not accepting everyone. (laughs) Yeah. He joined the army in 1998 and he served until 2001. He was decorated and earned awards, but he was described as like a loner and quiet. Uh Uh-huh. 
He also drank like a bitch <laughs> <laughs> on weekends, and apparently his jam was wild turkey. <laughs> Is he like the Punisher? Right. <laughs> this sounds like the Punisher. <laughs> Does his whole family get murdered? No. But also... He was a juggalo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, if you're unfamiliar, is a fan of a band called the Insane Clown Posse. I see pig. <laughs> and he had posters hanging in his barracks of them. So oh this guy's just, okay, homeschooled Mormon, yeah. Yeah. white supremacist, yeah. lives next to a murderer, yep. <laughs> a loner, quiet, Perfect fucking a recipe. juggalo, <laughs> all of the things. Drinks wild turkey. Who drinks wild turkey? Like... Who wants to, oh you know? Oh, my God. That's, like, last resort. I'm pretty sure we drank your dad's wild turkey. Yeah, but that's because my dad was cheap, and he bought cheap liquor. <laughs> but we didn't care. No, we were also, like, 16. <laughs> didn't know it was cheap liquor. Yeah. Like, this one's a 100 proof. <laughs> I can handle up. that. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, 90 pounds? Oh, my God. It'll be fine. Oh, man. This guy, really, he had the whole world laid out right in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Just huh. a clear path where he was heading (laughs) yeah so then he got out of the military in 2001 and in 2007 he started a construction business in alaska construction in alaska sounds miserable yeah i don't know i feel like i glorify alaska in my head or like romanticize it because of tv (laughs) because of no actually because of what i think it would be tv has made it worse (laughs) because (laughs) tv is like there's a lot of meth out here and i'm like oh it's like meth and permafrost (laughs) (laughs) exactly sounds awful yeah so tv did not make it romantic i hate being cold and i wear (laughs) flip-flops always right i wouldn't last a day out there but like in my head i'm like there's eskimos and polar bears and we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna fish for our food a lot of fish close <laughs> yeah so i i like it man you're gonna ride fucking sled dogs everywhere you go yeah it sounds great and it's then... really like atvs a lot of slushy mud mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's just like constantly raining see that's what tv has shown me and <laughs> yeah. i don't like that version <laughs> yeah yeah but i guess land's like really cheap out there yeah right? probably unless you have gold on nobody them wants their to hills them there. them hills <laughs> So he worked as a handyman, a contractor, and a construction worker. Okay. And Israel had no criminal record other than driving without a valid license and a DUI. <laughs> so, but he's a juggalo, so I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he drove drunk a couple of times, maybe. At least once. So then on February 1st, 2012. Wow. Okay. Yep. Is, yeah. yeah. We're taking a little bit of a jump. I'm going to I'm gonna do some time hops here. Uh-huh. I like it. Time warps. <laughs> Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> we're going to go into the future, and then we're going to go back into the past. Are we going to do any pelvic thrusts? Uh, he is. Yes. Ew. Ew. Sorry. That's rude. <laughs> so February 1st, 2012, Israel saw 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. She was working in a coffee booth uh-huh. you know like the little thing in a parking lot or whatever yeah yeah like the kiosks in the parking lot exactly and he kidnapped her <gasps> at work yeah the fuck from work yeah so he kidnapped her he sexually assaulted her Oy. he took her debit card and then he killed her oh my god okay okay he left her body in a shed <gasps> And then went to New Orleans. No. What? This guy's just zipping all over the goddamn galaxy. He really is. Utah, Alaxa. Where? (laughs) (laughs) Pardon? (laughs) Sorry. So so from there, he went on a two-week cruise 
In the Gulf of Mess. <laughs> Zing, gotcha. In the where? <laughs> what? In the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. So then when he got back to Alaska, he went and got her body. He, Ew. He posed her. As no. As if she was still alive. How? Like holding a cocktail? Like what do you mean as if she's still alive? Actually, with a four-day-old Anchorage Daily News newspaper. What the fuck? Yeah. So, like, I think she was, like, sitting up. Maybe her eyes were open. And (gasps) maybe she was holding this newspaper. Like she was reading it? No, like, taking a picture of her with this newspaper. Like she was hostage? Yeah. He used that picture to demand a $30,000 ransom. But she's dead. Yeah. For days. Yeah. Because he went on a cruise. (gasps) Two weeks. Oh, my God. So no one saw that and was like, she's still alive, right? They saw that and were like, we gonna pay that. (gasps) They did? So Just for her body? Sorry. Let me just just move along here, okay? (laughs) Let me just tell my story. (laughs) So right after he took the picture, he dismembered her body and he disposed of it in Matanuska Lake, which is just north of Anchorage. Oh, my God. So why did he take the picture? Because someone paid the fucking ransom. Oh, my God. Yeah. But do, do, I just have so many. They knew she wasn't alive, right? I like, don't know. They're just playing, paying the ransom for the body? I mean, it's Alaska. She was kept in a shed. Maybe it was cold. <gasps> and it, like, oh, kept her body that's preserved. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it was in February. Did he, like, weekend at Bernie's? Like, put some sunnies on her? I don't know. Some shades? I did not see the picture, and I did not Google it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Safe. I thought so. So I'm assuming maybe they paid the ransom to Samantha's account because he had her debit card. Oh, okay. Also, kind of a side note, there was video surveillance of Samantha's kidnapping. Oh, my God. Yeah. Police refused to release it. And I guess that was pretty controversial because, like, if someone could see him, maybe they would know who he was, right? But I saw the video. Holy fucking shit. It's terrifying. Oh, no. And I don't know if they cut out the parts where, like, you could clearly see his face or anything. But you see him walk up, but he's kind of far away. And so then they cut it, I'm assuming, because then he's suddenly out the window. And she's, like, making him a drink. But it doesn't show him at the window. It shows her, like, from above her interacting with the window, right? Uh-huh. And so... Like, into the coffee shop? Like, she's in the she's inside the coffee shop. Uh-huh. And she's talking to someone. The camera's, like, in front of... Her. her okay yeah she's making gestures at the window as if to say like hi how's it going <laughs> i don't know waving my arms right uh-huh. um, and so then she turns around she makes his drink and then she turns back around and gives it to him and then fucking suddenly she's just like holy shit like you can tell her whole body language changes she's like Ugh. shocked and scared and her arms go up she just looks terrified uh-huh. And then I guess he tells her, because there wasn't sound on the one that I listened to, I guess he tells her to turn off the lights. <gasps> and so she does. She turns off the lights in the coffee shop, and then he climbs in the window. No. Yeah. And so I'm assuming she thinks that she's just going to get robbed, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So you can't really see him because the lights are off now, and he's wearing, like, a hoodie type thing. Like, oh. you can't see his face or anything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some expert could, but I couldn't in all of my wisdom yeah yeah contrast of of sleuthing brightness (laughs) yeah yeah so then he gets her and they leave the coffee stand together like he takes her out the door and then the last video they have is them walking away from the coffee stand oh my god this poor woman how fucking terrifying is that horrifying yeah so during this time after they've paid the ransom he's on the run yeah he used (laughs) obviously (laughs) yeah 
He used Samantha's debit card and was traveling along the southwestern United States. That's not smart, though. No. That's why I think they paid the, the ransom to her account, though, because he's using her debit card. Yeah. And, like, also, what are you going to be like, hey, can you wire the money to uh, Israel Keys? Yeah. It's yeah. K-E-Y-E-S. There's like, a Western Union. Exactly. <laughs> Three like, feet from me. <laughs> I don't know how you do that anonymously. I don't know either. Other than, like, you know, the movies, it's always cash. Yeah, and, like, a briefcase that they throw from an airplane. Yeah, or a duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> an unmarked duffel. <laughs> So he used her card in New Mexico and Arizona, and he was eventually actually arrested in Lufkin, Texas, and he was in the parking lot of a Cotton Patch Cafe after using her card yet again. A Cotton Patch Cafe. Mm-hmm. Cotton Patch Cafe. Ooh. His rental car had been photographed by an ATM when he was withdrawing money from the account. Oh, so that's how they, like, fucking traced, triangulated yeah. his location and shit. Yeah. He was extradited to Alaska, and he confessed to Samantha's murder, and then he surprised everybody when he started confessing to other shit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So he basically came out and admitted to extensively planning multiple murders. Oh, my gosh. He admitted unreported crimes and plans for more murders. Like, this guy was just like, ah, okay, well, now that you got me, let me just tell you all my fucking ideas. Here's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. He stated that before he murdered anyone, he had raped a teen in Oregon in the late 90s. No. And would torture animals when he was a kid. Of course. Yeah. Fucking classic serial killer. Yeah. He also said that he admired Ted Bundy. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah. But, like, Ted Bundy always got, like, pretty ladies, and they kind of all had the same look. Yeah. He had, like, a... a profile yeah 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 and this guy did not have a profile like a victim profile and all of his victims were unknown to him really and just kind of on the whim but he would plan them he planned the fuck out of them but he didn't know who they were and it wasn't like all the same type of person or anything yeah oh my god that's terrifying so nobody's safe (laughs) yeah so you're all fucked yeah he claimed that his first victims were in the late 90s in Washington. He said he killed four people. Oh, my god! And those claims are currently being investigated by police and cross-referenced to missing persons cases to determine if any are linked to him. But it hasn't been, like, verified yet. Really? When? Mm-hmm. How, what year did they catch him? They caught him in, I want to say it was 2012. Okay, because that's when, I think you did say 2012. Yeah, that's when he uh, kidnapped Samantha. And they still haven't linked his, like, yeah, reported previous crimes. ones. Oh, yeah. man. So Israel also confessed to murdering someone in New York State. My God, New York? Yeah. Jesus, criminy. Girl, listen, this goes all over the United States. Oh, wow, he gets around. Police haven't been able to determine the identity or the sex or the age of the person, or even when or where in New York the murder might have happened. Okay, he just says, I killed someone? Yeah, basically. But they still believe that his confession is credible. Really? And apparently he owned 10 acres of land and a shitty old cabin in Constable, New York. (laughs) Is that a quote? A shitty old cabin? No, that's what I said. (laughs) They said, like, run-down cabin. I was like, ah, it's just a shitty old cabin. (laughs) So he owned the land. He had a place to do this if he said it. Yeah. I mean, But then it makes me think if they haven't tied it to anyone, like, what if he's one of those people that claims he's done all... Yeah, for, like, notoriety in prison or whatever, you know? Yeah, which could be, but for some reason the police believe believe it. 
Yeah. Maybe he's given enough to be like, oh. Yeah, except for the fucking identity, sex, age, or <laughs> when or where. You know, the stuff that might link it. <laughs> like everything that yeah. you would need to. Yeah, everything that you would need to prove that you did a murder. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Israel told police that he would rob homes and banks and only murder far away from his home so as not to get caught. Oh. And he it's would... It's like you never shit near your camp. Yeah, exactly. So he would use cash and turn off his cell phone so he couldn't be traced to any of the locations. Uh-huh. Like, this guy was pretty meticulous He's about his figuring whole... figuring shit out. Shit, yeah. But then he just gave it all away the moment he got caught for one. Yeah. But Samantha's was, like, completely out of his M.O. Like, he, I guess, saw her and was like, fuck Doing yeah, it. and couldn't hold himself back. And so oh did that, which is why he got caught. Like, yeah. I mean, if he had stayed doing, like, random people oh, in random yeah. places and not asking for ransoms or anything, like, that's... That's I what mean, got him in trouble. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So police determined that he did, in fact, rob a bank in Tupper Lake, New York, in April 2009. So, mm-hmm. I mean... He was there. Yeah, he was there. He robbed that bank. He threatened the bank tellers with a gun, but no one was hurt. Uh-huh. He also claimed to have robbed a house in Texas and set it on fire. Ooh. But that one isn't confirmed either so he also claimed that in april of 2009 around the same time as the bank robbery he murdered a young lady in in new jersey and buried her body near tupper lake in new york oh gee like he drove her there i guess new york new jersey isn't that far is it um they're pretty close at all yeah Yeah. (laughs) so maybe he murdered her in new jersey brought her up to tupper lake robbed a bank buried her and then was like i'm out of here yo oh god you should definitely bury her before you rob the bank yeah. If we're talking logistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that statement. <laughs> I might have the order of operations wrong. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Israel was also linked, like actually linked, to the murders of Bill and Lorraine Courier. Bill and Lorraine were last seen leaving work in June 2011, and Israel flew into Chicago, then rented a car, and drove a thousand miles Holy shit. to Vermont. Israel allegedly broke into their home in Vermont on June 8th and tied them up. (gasps) Then he drove them to an abandoned farmhouse. Why? He shot Bill and sexually assaulted and strangled Lorraine. Oh, my God. Their bodies have never been found. Holy shit. And according to Israel, he had buried a murder kit near their home two years prior to killing them. Oh. How did he pick them? I don't know. Two years earlier. Yeah. Two years. This motherfucker was planning shit. What the actual fuck? Okay, so after he murdered them, he moved his murder kit to Parrishville, New York. As one does. Yeah. You don't want to keep it in the same place, right? Got to Travel move to a murder family. kit. Yeah. <laughs> so the murder kit included a silencer, ligatures, ammo, and garbage bags. Holy shit. Yeah. And Israel said that he had buried several kits around the country, but only two have been found. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, the one in Parrishville that he had moved, and another one in Anchorage. Holy shit. Can you imagine, like, what if all of a sudden police show up in your yard, and they're like, we gotta check some shit out. Yeah. And they find a fucking murder kit that was planted there for you. Or what if you're just fucking, I want to plant a fig tree here, and you dig up in your (laughs) yard, and there's a goddamn murder kit there. Like, how terrifying is that? Well, it's more terrifying that you're planting a fig tree. All right. <laughs> Apples. I don't know. Limes for your Coronas. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> That's a better tree. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah, that would fucking terrify the shit out of me. Yeah. So the one in Anchorage contained a shovel, bottles oh. of Drano, 
Oh my god. Material for concealing a body and speeding up decomposition. Oh, so, so like lie. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, lie yeah. and concealing a body, maybe bags or oh my. I don't know, something like that. That sounds like a big murder kit. Right? I was thinking like a first aid roadside assistant kit. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that's a lot of work to bury it. Yeah, and you had to have another shovel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why did you bury a shovel if you ha- if you're gonna have a shovel? I don't know, man. You have to have a shovel to open it up. Maybe it's just hidden somewhere on this one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That's so, fucking wild. He said that he hid the other ones in Washington State, Wyoming, Texas, and possibly Arizona. It's like a goddamn treasure hunt. Yeah. So careful, all you people in Washington State, Wyoming, Texas, and possibly Arizona. He said possibly Arizona? Like yeah, he was like, uh, I mean, maybe it was Arizona. Like, how know. can you bury them and not remember where they're at? You put them there specifically for... A certain family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Should have mapped that shit out. Right. Israel. <laughs> so online, there are, like, fucking five interviews with this guy really yeah and they're all like an hour long it's like his interrogations but he wasn't allowed to talk about the samantha case Uh because of trials and like lawyers and stuff right okay and so he like he wanted to but they kept saying like if you say anything about that like we have to stop really yeah this interrogation we can't do anything about that right now like that has to all be in trial and whatever so basically if you want to talk about anything else Let's chat. Let's talk about it. I watched the first one, uh-huh. and there wasn't, like, I'm sure that it gets more, like, in-depth or detailed or deep or whatever the fuck you want to call it, but the first one was pretty much just, like, him being like, well, I don't know, my lawyer was telling that I can't talk about it, and blah, 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 and then he's, like, laughing and stuff. Ew. Like, yeah, he's a creep, and then Ew. he's just, like, when they would leave the room or whatever, he would just sit there and stare and, like, not do anything and, like, tilt his head a little bit and just stare and not do anything, like, oh my god, not moving at all. I don't know. He was a super creep. Oh, God. I like how, like, anything he would have done in that room, though, we would have found creepy. Absolutely. He already <laughs> was a creep, so I'm just oh. judging the shit out of him. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not a fucking I'm, psychologist or whatever. I'm imagining that he wasn't blinking either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that close to his face. You couldn't tell, but... <laughs> couldn't count his blinks. Yeah. But a homicide detective who worked on the case said that Israel seemed unapologetic and remorseless. Oh, well, I'm sure. He was, like, bragging about all the other shit he was doing. Exactly. He said, Israel Keys didn't kidnap and kill people because he was crazy. He didn't kidnap and kill people because his deity told him to or because he had a bad childhood. Israel Keys did this because he got an immense amount of enjoyment out of it. Ew. Much like an addict gets an immense amount of enjoyment out of drugs. Oh, shit. That's yeah. gross. So... This guy was fucked in the head, right? Yeah, naturally. So he also said during one of the interviews, there's no one who knows me or has ever known me who knows anything about me, really. Oh. Yeah. That's cryptic as fuck. Yeah. But it also kind of sounds like, you know, MySpace post. I was going to say, very (laughs) emo, poetic. Yeah. You Uh, think you know me, but you have no idea. Exactly. With like the Joker meme or whatever. (laughs) Wait, wasn't that the intro to like MTV's? like the diary of pink or it would be like the diary of uh, then a celebrity oh i don't know and it would always start with you think you know me but you have no idea or some weird stupid quote oh, like jesus that. probably yeah. so during one of the interviews he said at one point he had been hiding in a park with a gun with a silencer <gasps> on it no he was ready to test out the silencer no. on a young couple Stop. and a police officer what the fuck when a second officer showed up so he decided against it what the fuck yeah he was like, ah, that second guy saved 
everybody's life because that would have been too much work to like try and kill why don't you test out that silencer like in a field with a rabbit or like a can all right murderer yeah cans weirdo (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like if he cooks and eats the rabbit then what are you gonna do yeah i guess he's on the run he's got to eat all right okay 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 (laughs) so he was charged with three murders of samantha bill and lorraine Mm -hmm. but his confessions and police investigating police believe he may be responsible for 11 murders and maybe more outside the country that's crazy while being held in jail for murder Israel cut his wrists of and course. strangled himself with a bed sheet. A fucking course. And he died on December 2nd, 2012. Oh my god. He has a daughter who's oh. school-aged by the time of his suicide. Oh, I don't know shit. what school-age that means, because that, to me, could be anywhere between 5 and 18. Yeah. But I feel like it's like elementary school. Yeah. I don't like know why. Middle school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's a rare case of a serial killer who's confessed to murders but was never actually convicted. And, like, they proved murders, but he was never convicted because he never went to trial. Because he killed himself. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Go. Did they find the bodies of the people? Bill and Lorraine? And of the lady of uh, Samantha? I don't know if they found Samantha's or not. They were in, like, a lake, right? Yeah, he threw it in a lake, but he had dismembered her and threw her in a lake. So I'm not actually sure if they found her body or not. That's a good question. So, aside from a confession, like, how do you like prove that he did the murder when you don't have a body for bill and lorraine's i think it's that he had details of Uh like what happened in the area and the time frame yeah for samantha's there was the video of him getting oh yeah taking her and then also the the fucking picture picture. yeah yeah Yeah, and then the ransom and then him spent like using her debit card yeah yeah yeah. that one's like pretty fucking spot on yeah yeah but the bill and the rain one i mean that could have just been an unsolved murder where they like haven't released all of the details to the public oh yeah yeah and he knew them yeah well god damn god damn that was fucking intense yeah so thanks ernesto yeah ernesto way to like hit it out of the park with that weird ass one yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can't get over the fact that he like took posed her as if she were alive yeah that's so weird and that somebody i mean paid it yeah well only one article that i read said that he had paid it and so i'm not i'm not exactly sold that it was that it was paid or not but he was using her debit card which either you're screaming to get caught yeah or that's the only place that you could think for them to send a ransom how did they not catch him sooner like he went on a cruise using her debit card they've got to be well i don't think that that he used debit card during the cruise because he didn't get the ransom until after he got back oh okay which was two weeks though like you think that shit would be decomposed by then yeah at least like frozen if not yeah like not looking alive yeah like blue oh god yeah so you should google the picture no thank you <laughs> someone else should and then let us know if she looks alive oh god yeah fuck Gross. man all right stacy all right aaron you got a story for me i got you a story all right okay so first off i have to apologize because this case is shorter than normal but i read it and i was like holy fuck that's interesting as hell and then as i researched it turned out to not be that very long but i think it's still interesting enough that it warrants an episode all right I like so it. we're gonna do it i think mine was a little bit longer so yeah okay. i think it works out yeah we'll balance it and if not i'm really sorry i'll make up for it next time yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is the case of henry mccobb Ooh, 
So Henry was a 32-year-old married man with two daughters who lived in Moundsview, Minnesota, and he worked as a financial auditor for the Minnesota Department of Revenue. Okay. Sounds like a very boring job. Yeah. Sounds like he's got his fucking life all together. He's living the American dream. Mm -hmm. I bet he had a white picket fence. Mm -hmm. On the eve of Labor Day, September 6, 2015, while his wife and daughters were out of town visiting California, Henry and his two friends, William Kennedy and Calvin Johnson, both of those have, like, two first names. Uh, both of those sound very presidential. <laughs> so he went out with all of the presidents, uh-huh. <laughs> his dapper-ass friends, and they went to a club called Pawlitzki's. Ooh, sounds Polish. It is, because right. it's Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> and they drank copious amounts of alcohol. Good. Because, you know, wife and kids are out of town. Let's go have some fun tonight. Oh, yeah. Rage. I'm going to get white girl wasted. I'm sure that's what they were chanting. Yeah. Let's Only, get weird. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> bless this mess. <laughs> <laughs> he put on his bless this mess tank and hit the bars. <laughs> so around 2 a.m. that night. So now it's September 7th, the Labor Day morning. Mm-hmm. They leave the club and William, who's driving, his dapper ass friend, claims that Henry asks to be dropped off at the Super America gas station, which is a few miles from his home, but like the opposite direction of his home. Okay. And so William agrees and drops Henry off and then is like, later loser, and drives away. Yeah. So at 2.28 a.m., so this is like 20 minutes after they leave the club and Henry gets dropped off, Corrine, who is Henry's wife, gets a phone call from her husband's cell phone. Mm -hmm. And when she answers, she hears screaming and realizes that it's her husband's voice and he's calling out in distress that he had been shot. Holy shit. Yeah, not a fun night. And Corrine then attempts to call Henry's brother, Tim, but Tim doesn't answer the phone and the call goes to voicemail. And then Tim's voicemail ends up recording the last two minutes of henry's phone call with his wife so she must have called tim on another phone on speaker while she had henry's phone call going on her cell phone yeah and was like what the fuck is going on and because tim didn't answer it recorded the last few minutes of the phone call okay from henry that's the only way i could figure this out because to be honest there's like many different accounts on how these phone calls worked some of them say that he called the brother and not his wife yeah most of them say his wife you know how when you are like, okay, let me just call this person and call you back. Or when someone calls you and you're like, uh, hold on, let me call you back. And there's like a hold and answer or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like maybe it was a conference call that she accidentally clicked into. Absolutely. Something. It totally could be that too. Yeah. I was thinking another phone because I never know how to fucking figure that out on my, on these fancy new phones. Well, that's what I was thinking is because I never do it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm like, okay, hold on for just a second. And then it'll be like, Brandon's still listening. And I'm like, I'm on the phone with someone else. Like, please don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything. (laughs) So that's actually probably a better account of what happened. Anyway, so the recording picked up, the recording on his brother's phone picked up high-pitched sounds of Henry moaning in pain, along with some bizarre growling noises. Oh. And then the call went silent for several, several seconds before a male's voice said, stop it. And then the phone ends. Like, the call ends. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, so really fucking weird. Did it sound like his voice saying stop it? I don't know. It just said a male's voice. Okay. There's audio of this recording that's been released to the public, and you can look it up on YouTube. Uh-huh. At first, I was like, I'm not going to fucking listen to that because that sounds terrifying. And yeah. then I was like, I, I want to hear it. Like, what? Like fucking animal growling sounds? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. But everything I found had, like, like reporters speaking over it because it oh. was recorded on, like... 
an episode of yeah. MSNBC tonight or whatever. So it's kind of hard to hear, but you could still hear it. And it doesn't sound like whoever's on the other end is having fun. Okay. So that's the last time that anyone ever saw or heard from Henry again, that phone call. Mm -hmm. And the next day, Henry's brother, Tim, hears the voicemail and describes the sound as his brother crying. And knows that something is wrong. So he files a police report. Okay. So she's like... The wife says, oh, he's screaming in pain and that he was shot. And there was like this weird growling noise. And then Tim is like, that sound is my brother crying. Like, I know that sound. Something's wrong. And so he files a missing persons report. The police check the cell records and find that his cell had pinged off of a tower near Creekview Park in the town of New Brighton, which is approximately four to six miles from where he was dropped off at the gas station. Okay. So in 20 minutes, he got four to six miles from the gas station supposedly on foot so yeah someone took him yeah something although i was thinking cell towers only give you like a three mile radius right yeah so he could have been like only a mile from it i guess yeah i don't know i'm no cell phone tower expert here yeah because where it's pinging from is like the exact location of that cell tower yeah yeah exactly so they find that henry's phone had made three different phone calls after being dropped off that night I don't know what those other two phone calls were or other three phone calls. I don't know if that's three total or if there were three more after her phone call. But supposedly there's multiple cell phone tower pings placing him at this location from these phone calls. So the police check surveillance footage of the Super America gas station because they're like... It's the last known place it was. Yeah, see what time all this shit went down. Like, this is weird. And they don't find any footage of William having dropped off Henry that night, like he had claimed. So they were like, uh, you're pretty fucking suspicious, William. Like, what the fuck is going on? And William comes back and he's like, oh, I misremembered the gas station. I actually dropped him off at the Holiday gas station, which is two miles away from the Super America gas station. Okay. So the police go and check the surveillance footage of that gas station, of the Holiday station, And there they see exactly as William describes it. William drops Henry off a little after 2 a.m. Okay. So he was probably allegedly drinking and driving and forgot. Exactly. A legitimate accident. Exactly. Like he didn't remember. He was probably so drunk he didn't remember where the fuck he dropped him off. But I guess at that first gas station at the Super America, he literally walked police through. Like I parked here. He got out. He walked this way. Oh. Yeah. Like, he was just really fudging it all. Yeah. We probably didn't want to get caught for driving under the influence type thing. Yeah, I'm sure. He's like, I remember everything perfectly. I'm a deep in this lie, so. Yeah. So as the police started questioning William, they also found out that he was in possession of Henry's house keys, (gasps) even though Henry would have needed those to get into his house. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm giving William less and less credit here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little shady, right? Yeah. Well, Calvin, the second friend that was there, Mm -hmm. he was at the club and he came forward and revealed that he was in possession of Henry's wallet. And Calvin explains, yeah, Calvin explains that Henry was so drunk at the club that night that he took Henry's wallet from him to keep him from spending any more money and from buying any more drinks. Okay. I mean, that's not unheard of or unreasonable. Yeah. It's a little weird to me that, like, you would willingly give up your wallet to your friend. Maybe it wasn't very willing, though. Yeah. Maybe he just, like, took it and didn't notice. Yeah. So maybe Calvin took his wallet and then William took his keys. Like, you don't need to be driving. If he had drove there that night. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't need to be driving and then forgot to give them to him when he dropped him off. Yeah. I mean, we've had people lose their keys in our car before. 
like on the ride home yeah i've maybe allegedly gone back to the bar to get your keys for you exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) once or twice i think it's only once really but i remember being very drunk and then getting a picture of your keys from like our friends uh, who were still at the bar yeah. and I was Some like bitch. those are errands after we had just broken into your apartment <laughs> by That's climbing through the window <laughs> I'm so glad I got those back what a hassle seriously good thing somebody there was like are these yours I think that was Armand was it yeah Armand's Armand is just fucking on top of our life <laughs> <laughs> we'd literally be dead in a dish if it weren't for Armand seriously <laughs> it's gotten us out of many a jam <laughs> that he has and now he's given us a fake shank. Yeah. <laughs> it's real, though. Yeah, it, it is. exists. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so now Henry is missing, and the search goes on for weeks, right? Everybody's like, where the fuck did Henry go? All we have is this weird voicemail. Mm-hmm. This weird as shit. So there was never any activity on his bank accounts, and he never contacted any friends or family. And his phone had never been turned back on after it was disconnected early that morning after he called his wife and then the three other calls or whatever they were. Well, he didn't have his wallet. So how would he have any bank activity? That's true. (laughs) That is a very good point. Was he going to like go back to the bank and start a new credit card and be like, oh, sorry. I know I'm a missing person, but I just need to get the fuck out of here. My name, Henry H.E. I don't have any identity on me, but trust me, I'm who I say I am. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's not unreasonable. Well, maybe his phone died because after a night of drinking, my phone always dies. Well, here's the weird thing that I was just thinking. So I have to reiterate. I got all this information from so many different articles because there wasn't one overall perfectly explained events of the nights or anything. It was like a bunch of shit that I had to patch together and a lot of it did contradict itself. So I picked like the one that stood out the most, like that occurred the most. Yeah. Yeah. That I read the most in each article. But I read that there were three calls or whatever made on his phone, right? But mm-hmm. that during his wife's phone call is when the phone went dead, like officially dead. Oh, okay. Like the battery wasn't working. It wasn't pinging off any cell phones, whatever. Yeah. So then that makes me think that the two calls happened before his wife's phone call. Yeah. I don't know if it matters. Well, but... I mean, if you're like a dude that just went out on the town and you're in trouble for some reason, you're probably going to call two other people before you try and call your wife who's out of town <laughs> to be like, hey, I made some mistakes. I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> or what if, I mean, this is speculating wildly at this point. Which because, is what we do. Yeah, because I don't know this guy's character or anything. But what if he was like calling for some drugs or something or calling for some bad things mm, yep. or calling some bad people before and then he got into trouble and accidentally like called his wife or called his wife because he was in trouble or. Yeah. Like well, maybe those two previous phone calls are what led him to be missing. <laughs> you said that he had said he got shot. Yeah. During the phone call. That's what he said. So maybe he was calling to say goodbye on that one. Maybe. Which is really fucking sad. That is really sad. Way to bring it down, Aaron. I know. That's what I'm here for. So he was missing. So his relatives and his friends and family and like random volunteers, they all start searching his hometown of Moundsview and of Fridley, which was the town where the gas stations were. So it Mm -hmm. was like right next to his town. And they look for him everywhere, but they can't find him. Okay. And then on November 2nd at 4.20 p.m., a kayaker was kayaking Rush Lake in New Brighton. Minnesota, which is about four to six miles from Henry's last known location. Okay. Where his cell phone pinged off of that tower in New Brighton. Yeah. And he comes across Henry's decaying body in the lake. Oh, shit. 
Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. His body was found without any obvious mortal damage, meaning that there was, like, no marks or cuts or wounds and no gunshot wound to indicate that he had been shot, like Henry had claimed on the call with his wife. And an autopsy was performed and determined that Henry's cause of death was likely caused by drowning. Oh, shit. Right? What? Yeah. So the initial thought was that Henry was so drunk that he had wandered off and he had fallen into the lake and drowned. However, the lake was four to six miles from where Henry was dropped off. I say four to six because if you Google it, it actually says six miles, but that's by like driven roads. Yeah. And all other accounts say it was four miles. So I'm guessing that As they're the like, crow flies. yeah, you could walk it and it would be four miles. Okay. So that lake was four to six miles from where he was dropped off. So it's unlikely that he could walk that far. Yeah. In that given amount of time anyway. Yeah. Exactly. But what I'm thinking is, like I said earlier, if that cell phone tower, if it gives you like a three mile radius, maybe he had only walked a mile and you can walk a mile in 20 minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. But then he still walked another three miles afterwards before he had died. Yeah. So why was he like making all that fucking sound? I mean, maybe, I don't know, speculating wildly, like if he wasn't shot or something, like maybe he was just down in the dumps type of thing and like drunk and just like, I don't feel good. Ah, I'm (laughs) I'm going to shoot myself. Or like maybe it was misheard or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And in the audio that I've heard, you can't hear him saying anything legible. Like there's no, it's not him saying I have been shot. (laughs) Was his body still fleshy? I don't know. They never describe really the state of the body, but it had been two months later. Yeah. So like, I don't know the average rate of decomposition. I don't either. Yeah. But like, well, and it's Labor Day, so that's September. So it's like warm and muggy. Yeah. So it's not frozen. But I know that sometimes when people get shot, if it doesn't hit your bone and they just find a skeleton. Oh, yeah. Like they won't know that you were shot, obviously, because like all the fatty tissues and stuff are Uh, gone. I don't know what happens two months after being in water. But what if he wasn't in water for the full two months and someone threw him in there? Gross. I don't know. Like I said, it's really hard to get information on this. Yeah. Also, an interesting thing to note is that the lake is surrounded by a lot of dense foliage with no creeks or anything leading to the lake. So it's even more unlikely that he kind of just like wandered into it. Mm -hmm. Someone would have had to have put him there. Or you'd have to like stumble a long way to get through all this shit just to like land there. Yeah. But a drunk person usually stumbles in easy routes. Yeah. Like they're not going to traipse through a fucking forest yeah let me go through all this fucking bramble yeah but they would go like along a road or a path yeah unless what if you're like i have to throw up and i'm by this lake <laughs> let me go throw up in that lake and then you try to go through the bushes i don't think i would have enough gumption to be like i'm gonna go to the lake i'd just be like i'm gonna throw up that <laughs> <laughs> damn it i licked the screen again <laughs> that's like the 50th time i've licked this thing that's why that's your screen <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's still fishy. Yeah. It's real fishy. Mm-hmm. Like lakes are. <laughs> also, another thing, like on the phone, in his phone call, how they say it was like a long pause and then a male voice says, stop it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, like you said, was that Henry's voice or does that indicate someone else was with him? Like, yeah. could someone have put him there, drug him down there and maybe drown him or something? Yeah. Ugh, that's spooky. I know. How long and was like, the phone call? I think it was a two-minute phone call. Hmm. I feel like if someone was actively harming you, they wouldn't allow you to be on the phone for two minutes. Well, here's 
so there's a lot of theories on what the fuck happened here and some have mentioned like maybe it was an accidental phone call like he was in oh, some trouble like a butt dial yeah and it was like a butt dial or the phone was in his front pocket and somehow it dialed his wife like yeah. if he had called her last and so she was hearing him struggle and like the growling sounds were him drowning and Ugh. then like when the phone cuts off that's the phone hitting the water and like frying the phone oh my god that's so sad yeah or that that gurgling sound isn't him drowning it's like his pocket hitting the water and like you know how sounds distorted underwater and stuff yeah, and it yeah. makes a weird sound anyway because it's an electronic getting hit with water yeah yeah <laughs> maybe that's what you're hearing yeah from what i listen to it sounds like a person making that sound okay some people are like oh he was attacked by an animal but he didn't have any marks or anything on his body. Yeah. So he wasn't attacked by an animal. I guess, like you said, though, if his flesh wasn't there, then yeah, how would you know? know? But if he said, if the coroner or whomever said that he was drowned, like his cause of death was drowning, I'm sure that they have Lungs. evidence yeah. that that was how he died. How he died. Yeah. And they said there was no wounds to the outside of his body, so there had to have been flesh. Huh. Weird, right? Gross. So... The case is still an open investigation, and to this day, no one knows what happened to Henry. Jesus. Some people theorize that he had taken drugs that night, and that the sound he made on the phone call are the same sounds that people who overdose make. Oh. Like, gurgling sounds, I guess? Yeah. Some people think, like I said, the wild animal theory, but like I said, no external wounds, so that's not a very good theory. Yeah. Also, an interesting thing to note is that Henry was Liberian. And he had immigrated to the U.S. years prior. And the leader of the Twin Cities Liberian community says that police shouldn't rule out the possibility that his death was linked to violence in his home country. Oh. Because he had survived 14 years of civil war in his country. Uh -huh. And this leader claims that many people who have immigrated from there, they've had to kill... And they've killed without remorse and they've done so for so long that it's not so far-fetched that they would do it here. Jesus. Yeah, so maybe he like got into trouble with the wrong crowd and somehow it caught up to him that night. Oh, that's fucking sketchy. Yeah, so obviously this one is still unsolved and everything. It's really kind of weird. Like none of the puzzle pieces really match up. No. I wonder how involved in like his hometown politics he, he was. was. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess it's like a really tight-knit community. Yeah. So, I mean, people knew who he was. Yeah. Ugh, that's sketchy. So something else that I read that I didn't really mention up front, but there's a lot of things saying that his life was rough before all of this happened. Like, it sounds like he had everything perfect, mm -hmm. but he had gotten bad reviews at his job and there was rumors of him being fired. Ooh. And that there was issues with the family and with his wife and there was rumors of divorce and maybe that's why she was in California. Uh oh. And they had previously lived in California so she could have just been visiting friends or family or something. Yeah. She had taken the kids with her and he had stayed behind and he was out partying so maybe this was like a suicide but even if this was a suicide, it doesn't really add up. I don't think I would do suicide by drowning. But no, no. I guess if I was drunk, I i mean, it might be easier to yeah. just fall in the lake. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking was, like, maybe that growling sound on the on the phone call was him throwing up. Like, the, you know, when, oh. when Lee throws up, he makes some weird-ass fucking sounds. Yeah. I feel like I'm a silent thrower-upper. Yeah. I go, like, 
<laughs> and sometimes it gets a little loud when I'm like gagging real bad. But yeah. Lee like gurgles and makes weird ass sounds. Ugh. So maybe he was like thrown up in a bush and his phone called her. And yeah. that's what he heard. Or that's what she heard. And then he just tipped over into the lake. Yeah. Maybe oh. he drowned on his vomit. Maybe. <laughs> and somehow he got... Rolled into the lake. Yeah, just kept rolling. I or an that... animal dragged him. Are there gators there? Ooh, no, not Minnesota. Well, <laughs> actually, I don't know that for sure, but I've never heard of gators in Minnesota. <laughs> Um, another thing that was weird was in one of the articles, they said that the wife somehow stopped being cooperative with police. Like she wasn't happy with their work or something and she wasn't giving a lot of information. So it's weird that like, we don't know a clear outline of the phone call. And all you have is to go off of what she said. She said that he said, I've been shot and it sounded like animal growling and all this other stuff. But yeah. anything the public has heard, I don't know, maybe the police are holding back stuff. Anything the public has heard, it doesn't say I've been shot or you can't hear it. Well, it could have been before it was recorded, too. Yeah, that's true. Because the recording true. came from another phone call. Yeah, later on in the phone call. That's yeah. true. But then the fact that she stopped being maybe she helpful to the police organized it. Because she's like going to be hit? out of town. And you said if they were close maybe. to divorce or something. Like maybe her, I don't know, new boyfriend or whomever was mm. like, she's like, I don't want him to have the kids. Or mm. I'm just speculating very yeah. wildly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But there's That's like, crazy. There's no evidence. They haven't found the phone that I could find anyway. Yeah. Phone wasn't recovered. You know what's interesting too is that that friend that dropped him off felt that he was too drunk to hold his own keys and the other friend thought he was too drunk to hold his own wallet. But we're going to drop you off, not at your home. Right. The What the fuck? Like, that's the yeah. worst friend ever. Yeah. Also, like, miles from your home. Like, good luck, buddy. Yeah. Walk home. Even if you were drunk and thrashing around and trying to climb out of my fucking car, I would just child lock the backseat and be like, shut the fuck up. We're getting you home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not your choice at that point because you're my friend still and I care about you. Right. <laughs> what if you're like, but I really want... Taquitos. Uh, yes. <laughs> a roll taco from fucking 7-Eleven. Yeah. Then my ass would go in there with you and get one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't leave you. Yeah. That's the difference between girls and boys. We're way nicer. Yeah. When you're drunk. As as bitchy as we all are. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> That's it's, crazy, though. It's, it's kind of frustrating, right? Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Especially since there are so many people who, I don't know, should have accounted for him that night. And then they were just like, not. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I have his wallet. Whoopsies. Yeah. Oh, I have his car keys. I don't even know how he would have gotten home. Right. Like, and I, and like you were so drunk that you couldn't even remember where you dropped him off. Yeah. Well, we speculated that he was drunk, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. I am. They were partying pretty hard. Till 2 a.m. Yeah. Shut down that bar. Yeah. And then they went to a Sevo. No, a Super America. Actually, a holiday gas yeah. station. They went somewhere to a gas station. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, did he buy anything in the gas station? Like, was there? Did he go in it? Did I don't he talk know. To anybody there? I didn't find anything that said he did. Huh? I don't fucking like, know, man. Wander around from there. I wonder if that's where he's like. I don't know. Speculating again. Maybe he was into drugs or something. I wonder if that's where his like usual pickup spot was. Or yeah, something. like his dealer, and yeah. then he like didn't have any money to pay, and he like ran or some shit. Oh and shit. Then... Yeah. And then he ran towards the lake. Yeah. And then the dealer was like, give me my drugs back. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to take them all right now. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And that's what we heard him <laughs> nom nom in him. Exactly. Maybe. I wonder if anybody knows any dealers around there. Yeah. Again, this guy seemed like a pretty well put together man. <laughs> like he had a respectable yeah. job. 
Yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't into all of these things that we're speculating on. But you never know. Yeah. Or maybe he was, like, trying to walk home. Like, he got a big gulp and was like, fucking Gatorade. I bet he was getting a Gatorade. Yeah, he didn't feel good. He was definitely getting a Gatorade. Gatorade and, like, bugles. Yeah. <laughs> and it then... could have just been, like, him being robbed, you know? Like, mugged yeah. or something. Yeah, the what if somebody has his phone? But then he, like, goes to walk home because the way I looked on a map, this gas station... It's kind of like a triangle. Like, the gas station is one point to the west. <laughs> and then his home and the lake are to the east. But they're, like, all equal distance. It makes, like, a fucking triangle, kind of. Okay. So maybe he just started walking the wrong direction and ended yeah. up at the lake instead. Maybe he was trying to take a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. He went through some foresty area and then was like, fuck. This isn't my home. Where am I? But I feel like if I were that drunk in some, like, dense foliage, I would just lay down and be like, I'm going to sleep the night through. Yeah. Or you know when you throw up and that's all you can do after is lay down? Yeah. You're so fucking drunk. I don't know, like, Minnesota bears and shit. Yeah. I'd probably be afraid to, like, just pass out in a forest. Yeah, and when you're a chick, it's built into you to not fall asleep. Yeah, it's like a survival instinct. You're like, nope, 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 nope. No matter how bad you want it, you're like, not today, Jesus. Yeah. You wake up and keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's my story. Well, goddamn. Right? Yeah. That was a good one. It's good. All right. If you would like more good stories like that, go to fucking Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, go to Patreon. And it's on our website. You can, there's a Patreon tab. You can get there from there. Uh Uh-huh. Or if you go And it's only a dollar. Yeah. Only costs a dollar and you get an extra episode every month. So the second one should be out on May 18th. Yes. We're going to publish them every third Saturday of the month. Yep. That's our goal at least. Yeah. I feel like we can do it. For (laughs) sure. So everybody go check that shit out. Pay a dollar, try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay another dollar. Yeah. If you do like it, you'll pay pay another dollar. (laughs) (laughs) And we appreciate the shit out of all of you motherfuckers. Yes, we really do. Amazing. Yes, you are. You people are our favorite people. That's very true. And if you just want to talk to us or shoot us an email or recommend a case or yes. any other way to communicate with us, please do that. Do all of that. You can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter us mm-hmm. at isgdpodcast. Yep. You can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Crushed it. Every time she crushes it. I know. You can also send us fake knives. (laughs) 3D printed (laughs) knives. It's fucking legit. Don't send us any real knives, please. Yeah. No, it's dangerous. We're not well equipped for that. No. We don't have the steady hands. No, not for that kind of procedure. I don't want to start that kind of a collection. (laughs) I feel like that's how you get arrested. That's step one. Yeah. Step one. Have random people mail you knives. (laughs) Yeah. God, that sounds awful. I feel like I'd be in possession of a lot of murder weapons, and I don't need that. Yes. It's like their disposal technique. Yeah, exactly. Just send it over to them. Don't. Uh-uh. Don't do that. No. Don't do any of that. No. No, thank you. But uh, please uh, do go to our website. Yes. <laughs> at isgdpodcast.com and you can check out some pictures that we post of our cases for the That's week. That's right. You can. And maybe we'll get the audio file up of Stacey's if we could find it. That's a good <laughs> idea. On the website, I'll put the YouTube link to the audio of the that voicemail and we're also going to put the picture of our sweet isgd and i from Hell harmon we are. 
That's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. We need to have our sons hold that knife. Just to get an extra set of prints on it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, i got to bring it down to show Brandon at least. So. All right. There we go. All right, kids. Thank you so much for listening. We love you, motherfuckers. So much. Before we let you guys go, we want to oh, say yeah. happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Drinko. And I bet everybody right now is drunk. I <laughs> hope so. Because you can't be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Drink a Modelo for me. <laughs> Modelo Monday. <laughs> but also, we want to say a very special happy birthday. Happy birthday. To Danielle DeFever. Woo woo. Danielle, it's your birthday. Happy fucking birthday. Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, friend Anna reached out to us and she is fucking amazing. Uh-huh. She's the bestest friend you could ever have. She really is. And, and she asked for us to shout you out on your goddamn birthday. <laughs> So we hope that you have a wonderful one and that your night last night wasn't too crazy. Yeah, that you've survived. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hungover as shit now listening to this. Yeah. Wait, also, um, Anna said that it was Danielle's husband's birthday on the 4th, so on Saturday. So happy birthday to Danielle's husband also. Oh, heck yeah. Woo! Cute matching birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, guys. We love you. Thanks for listening and being awesome. Yeah. Boop boop. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> and if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Your Three Stories podcast. My name is Aaron Corbett, and I want to let you know about my show called Your Three Stories podcast. We produce weird and funny audio drama stories in series of three. Here are a few examples of what you will hear. The first clip is from our financial crisis series and is called The Search for Gold. In this story, three treasure hunters dig for more than they bargained for. Sam, is there any sort of curse we should be worried about with this treasure? Some treasures have evil curses attached to them and people look for the treasure and end up dying. You didn't say anything about there being a curse, Sam. How could you do this to us, Sam? There is no curse. Are you sure? Maybe this treasure carries a curse, but since nobody found it, then nobody knows about the curse. We could be the first to die. Our second example is from our Technical Difficulties series and is called Super Secret Super Soldier. Charlotte Drake, a brilliant scientist, attempts to create a super soldier for the United States government, only to find out that not everything goes as planned. Project Nightcrawler is a complete success. Look, he's getting up. He can't even stand. His leg just fell off. I'll sew that back on after lunch. Everyone be quiet. He's going to say his first words. You can listen to more at our website, www.your3stories.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts.